Hello guys, welcome to the very first episode of The Perspective on this new site. It's an honor to be on this new site. Uh, I forgot the name of this website, but it basically distributes my podcast everywhere. I am super happy and super stoked. So, so I am super stoked to be utilizing this website now, especially on my brand new Chromebook now. So I, uh, you know, this, uh, this got added to an extension. I'm using an extended uh, a voice recording extension. It's an online voice recorder, but hopefully it does what it's supposed to do and doesn't give out on me. So I welcome you guys to the show. It's uh, been a little while since I've done this show, done this show, but you know, of course we're going to see what we, I'm going to, going to see what we got going on here so anyway so i am your host of course i um i have been you know super busy and things have been crazy being at work and stuff it's not easy it's chaotic you know it's uh a little bit a little bit hectic so we are looking at nerd news right now. This, you know, about this podcast of those for those of you that don't know what it is. This this podcast is about anything that's nerdy related via it be video games, it be online games, it be, you know, gadgets, cool new devices, anything that's like, you know, any movie related, comic web comic related. Anything that's like super, super nerdy and super, you know, geekish, we will discuss in this episode. So, I will go ahead and start with opening up with news. So, in the news hour, we are we have something about Fortnite here. If I can, if I can open it out, here we go. So the Fortnite dance lawsuits have been dismissed. So we're going to read about this and see what's going on here. So for those of you that don't know, there was a lawsuit of copyright infringement against Fortnite due to the dances that were in that were listed inside the game. So here is the article right here. In the most not-so-surprising news of the day, we have learned that a new ruling has dismissed all copyright infringement lawsuits against Fortnite. Epic Games, the studio responsible for Fortnite, is off the hook for now as a new Supreme Court ruling renders them obsolete or obsolete. According to the ruling, creators can no longer sue for infringement unless they already own the copyright to that which they are claiming has been infringed. Previously, one one only needs to have applied for a copyright to be eligible for compensation. Actor Alfon- Alfonso Ribeiro, vi- viral sensation R- Russell Horn- Horning, and rappers Two Millie and Blackcoat and and the Block Boy J- JB have all filed lawsuits against Epic Games for copyright infringement. The property in question are dance moves, which are referred to as emotes to Fortnite, which pl- each plan each pl- plaintiff claims to be the creator of to be the creator of the moves. The lawsuits started piling up after Fortnite had achieved massive success and included the dance 
moves in their in their e store. Oh, I'm not awake. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not awake. Where gamers could buy them individually and use them in the game. The law firm that is representing the, the plaintiffs has willingly dropped their case pending an award of an actual copyright from the U.S. Copyright Office. Should that happen, the lawsuits would be immediately refiled, and one has to imagine that Epic would be a ton, in a ton of hot water at that point. From here, though, it looks like this is already a lost cause, as the dance moves were are insanely difficult to trademark. So, in other words, the lawsuits have been dropped... They can't, because technically it's a video game, which to me it makes sense because it's a video game. Just because, you know, if your dance moves are in a video game and you agreed to put them in the game, why would you infringe the company for copyright? Like, that, that's just stupid. To me, that's stupid. Um, we're going to go to their homepage and look at something else. You know, just... Alrighty, so in related news, any of you bronies and Pegasusers out there, I am now currently on Equestria Daily. Um, it's been a while since you know I've read anything off of here, but we're going to go into what they're doing. Okay. Alrighty, so we're going to open up this one. Keep it short and sweet in this episode. If, I can, if my Chromebook will cooperate with me and let me scroll down. Is that all of it? Okay, that's all of it. Okay, so it's short. So we're going to go ahead and read this. So that this is a tribute music, Equestria Electric Symphony Orchestra. This is people who are, uh, I guess I'm guessing do, do the radio thing. I'm not sure. But they did a, a, a Vanna Mellon, a Vanna Mellon, I think that's her name, Vanna Mellon Classic Rock or Classic Pop Tribute. So here we go. Known for heartfelt songs made in tribute to ponies, Moonflame from Equestria Elec Electric Symphony Orchestra. That is a long name to say. Presents us a very lovely tribute to Vanna Mellon, a cute and talented sister and voice actress who is known for her Fluttershy Plays videos and feels and, and feels like it's really Fluttershy playing those games that feel so special and amazing. Like many of us, Moonflame found it quite endearing and made a full-pledged tribute song about it, singing, singing with much passion and love his lyrics that are equally heartfelt. The musician delivers much classic rock vibes with both the vocals and the instrumentals that he composed with tasteful influences and much skill. Such a wonderful tribute, giving love to both Venomellon and Fluttershy. So apparently what's going on here, um, now that I'm thinking about this, is this channel is closing. Um, Vanna Mellon is, clo is going to be closing her, 
be uh, it's going to be closing her YouTube channel based on reading this. So because apparently something's happened to her, they don't know what it is. But based on what I'm reading here, something you know something's going on to where she's having to shut down her, her entire YouTube channel, and with regards. They're bidding their farewell, I'm guessing, and just by reading this little bit, just by reading this little bit. Alrighty, so in other related news, we for the for all of you lovely furries out there, just like myself, we I'm looking at Dog Patch Press and a dot Dog Patch Press, oh, Dog Patch Press. So, based on this, piqued my interest here. Animation and documentations, animation and ugh, animation and documentaries break ground for an indie furry film scene. So, somebody posted something about a uh, apparently there somebody's building an indie furry documentary series, and someone by the name of Ash Coyote on Twitter, and. Here's the news. Hollywood favors a big budget explosion based movies for small indie makers. The epic approach. It doesn't seem like an easy path to getting support. Instead, those in a furry fandom might go for might, might go for niche weird and being real. Think of artists with bedroom with bedroom studios. Think of high furry talent at low fandom cost. Think of making a, of making a documentary with ingredients already available, like like costumes worth millions in show value and a cast that needs no practice to feature their passion. That's so much raw energy we're here waiting to come out. With here, let me go ahead and zoom this in. I can't see anything. Okay, here we go. With docu with the documentary, excitement is rising for the fandom. A series in the works from Ash Coyote, Chip Fox, and Eric Reicher. The first episode is out is going to be out on March twenty second. That is tomorrow. Ash's co director and editor Eric Ash Reicher, for a film at for a filmmaker already already made a well received documentary and won a regional and re a regional Emmy. At this point in fandom growth, such projects seem seem viable to go wider. Yeah, whoever wrote this did not use proper grammar, so I'm trying to read this as best as I can. Furries have recently risen to pro YouTuber status with one with 100,000 followers, well, 100,000 plus subscriber channels. Call them pro fans, which may be a unique status for this kind of grassroots fandom. Meanwhile, CNN news feature earned good mainstream notice and furries spawned two good feature films. Personas won an award at the Slam Dance Festival and Roku's screened at SXSW. I'm sorry, I can't, like I said, I can't read this because who you know this article's typed poorly. I can't read this. And for the first time in 2019, a furry film fest is coming to Utah, an idea I've been wanting to see for years. So, based on reading this, this person's doing some kind of indie film, some kind of, you know, nowadays, believe it or not, nowadays, people can, um, people can make 
anything basically on your smartphone now. Our smartphones nowadays can record in 1080p, and you can practically, you know, 720, 1080p. You can use that, at least 720p, to record a documentary with it. Um, people say, people, you know, people go El Cheapo with their smartphones. I mean, they're good for family videos, ones that record lesser than, 20, than 720p. But if you have a smartphone that records in 720p or 1080p, you can record a documentary. Hell, you can record a movie with it. That's uh, my firm belief. So, you know, that's my firm belief right there is, um, is basically that. So last news before we move on. Those of you anime otakus, I am now in the Anime News Network. We are going to have a scroll down here. Alrighty. Yu-Gi-Oh! fans, here we go. So, there is a game... So, for all of you that may not know yet, there is a Yu-Gi-Oh! A new Yu-Gi-Oh! game coming out called Legacy of the Duelists. It's Link Evolution, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelists, Link Evolution. This game is coming out on Nintendo Switch, and it's gonna it heads west in the summer. So right now in the east, it's, it's going to be coming out. It's it's already just about ready to come out really soon on Nintendo Switch. Um, I believe April is, I believe April, mid-April is the time that this uh, game's coming out here in here east. Um. Konami Digital Entertainment announced on Thursday that it will release the Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelists Link Evolution Nintendo Switch game in the West this summer. The game will launch digitally in Japan on April 25th. Yeah, there it is. April 25th. That's a month from now. The game shares a title with previous Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelists game. Konami released the Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelists card duel simulation game for Xbox One and the PlayStation 4 on, in, back in July 2015. The company released the game on PC via Steam in December 2016. This was years ago. Um, this was a press release. So they did they did do a final announcement that they are going to be releasing this game in Japan on April 25th. It is currently March 21st right now. And that is a month from now. Uh, if you think about it, that's a month from now. So we don't have that much longer. I believe in the East, it's going to be it's going to be just like uh, here in the United States. I think in the United States, it's going to be coming in the U.S. either the summer or the fall of this year, 2019. So we do have a little bit longer to wait than Japan because Japan, obviously, Konami is in Japan, so Japan gets the easiest break, right? They get their they get their shit before us. So you know, it's kind of what you would you know, it's in a way sort of you'd expect. Right, you would kind of sort of expect that. So, anyway, we're going to go ahead and talk about how I've been doing since we finished up our little bitty news guru. We're going to go ahead and talk about how I've been doing. So, likewise, I started, I did start this, uh, podcast on a different website because a lot's going on that I actually need some support from this. I need a, I need one. The original idea is I needed a platform 
that I, I think it's called Red Circle. That's what it is. Yeah, it's um the website's called Red Circle. I started using Red Circle because well, I needed a place that I needed some kind of multi-platform to where it's all in one spot on my dashboard, but it's everywhere all at once. You see what I'm saying? I originally had this show sent out on anchor and anchor wasn't really doing it for me because well, of course they had it set on everything, but when it came to the advertisements, you had to do the advertisements yourself, which to me just wasn't easy. You know, like recording, recording them yourself. I mean, to some people, to some people, to a certain degree, it might, to, to some people at a certain degree, it might sound easy. This might sound easy peasy, but the reality of it is it, it's not easy peasy. You know, some people, they will, um, you know, they'll take, they'll take too far advantage of that. And then, you know, it's not going to, it's not going to be, you know, what you want it to be. It's going to be something completely different and it's just, it's just going to be horrible. So in a way it may sound easy peasy lemon squeezy, but it's really not. Um, to me, it, it really isn't. I wanted to have a platform where everything sticks together on one dashboard, you know, and it's it, but it goes on multiple platforms. You see what I'm saying? So that's the whole that's the whole thesis of move of migrating the perspective over to a new website is to me, it'll just be easier to watch. It'll be easier to manage. It'll be easier to just all in the, all in the long run. It's technically easier if it's just all on one dashboard instead of two different websites. Cause I do more than one podcast. You know, I'm a guy who, who loves podcasting. So, you know, being a podcast host, it's, I do more than one podcast so like I would have, I'd have one podcast on anchor under my Google account and that would be it, you know, cause you're only allowed to have one podcast where if I, and then if I had to do more, if I wanted to do more podcasts, I'd have to migrate to Castbox or something, you know, and I have three podcast let's say i'd have three podcasts in castbox fm on castbox fm or soundcloud right i'd have to migrate over let's say i wanted to do the podcast that i had on anchor i'd have to migrate over to anchor to do that podcast which to me in a way it's super super annoying i don't know why to me it just annoys me i am you know having asperger's and everything it, it, it you know i'm mentally Let's uh, put the Asperger's away. That's not what I meant to speak about because that doesn't define me. But what I'm saying is I'm just a guy who wants everything in one spot. I um, I think in a way it's OCD. I think it's in a way where I had just where I, I want everything. It's not OCD, but I just, I'm just a guy. We'll just keep it theoretically. I'm not speaking right. Okay. I haven't had my caffeine. Bear with me. I am just the kind of person who wants to have everything in one particular spot. So it's that way, everything, cause it's more organized. If you have everything in one particular spot, it's, you know, especially your podcasts, it's all in one spot. You don't have to worry about it as much. Everything's good to go. See what I'm saying? So 
you know, that's really, that's really what I'm talking about is, you know, just having everything in one spot, everything good to go. Um, so a little more about this podcast. This podcast is a weekly podcast. We will be doing, uh, I did, I, I did this episode on Thursday, which is today, but the time that I would typically do them is on Mondays. Monday night, I do them on Monday night and upload them on Tuesday morning. Cause to me, it's easier that way because I have nothing to do Monday night. There's, you know, there's church on Wednesday night. There's, you know, and then I have to work every other day. So Monday, where I work, Monday, they're closed. Wednesdays, I'm off. So if you think about it, I have to balance between the two. Um... I'm gonna do. I do them on Mondays. I couldn't get. I couldn't get to this person. This episode this week, this Monday, because you know, having to do schoolwork, having to do, having to watch a, having to watch a family member, and then having to, you know, ha- having to help out with a family member and having to keep up with the job. It's been chaos. Spring. My spring break has technically been chaos. So it's it's been it's been hell. Spring break. So. I'm ready for it to be over. I'm technically ready to just be finished with school so I can just focus on my job and be able to, you know, focus on my hobbies on days that I'm off. You see what I'm saying? Or focus on my hobbies right before I go to work. This way I'm not having to constantly shift gears with school and work. And, you know, I am very, very, very close to receiving my GED. So I am super happy I got one, I'm one test away from receiving my GED and I will be done, done, done. And I'll get to focus on my job and then focus on you guys. So, you know, podcasting, content creating, um, content creating. I have a daily motion channel. I do gaming videos, reaction videos. I do, um, blogs on my YouTube channel, but I don't think you want to see boring blogs. I like to do gaming videos, reaction videos, try not to laugh challenges. I love that silly stuff. My daily motion channel is where all that goes. I'm going to have a link into my daily motion channel in the description below of this episode. So you guys can check that out for yourself. So that's really about it for this episode. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. This has been your lovely host. I will be back on Monday, and I will see you guys then. Have a great week.